Thanks for joining us for the Fight for Your Marriage podcast with Charlene Steinkamp. This is a place where you can find hope for your marriage through Jesus Christ. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Fight for Your Marriage podcast. Today we have a special testimony that we want to share with you, and it's a testimony of a friend of ours that you may know. Yes, certainly. Many will remember Dennis Wingfield writing uh, devotionals back at the very beginning of our ministry. Bob and Dennis were actually prayer partners for many years, and he has had a restored marriage. Yes, he stood many years for his wife. He has a powerful testimony of standing for marriage restoration and the way she came home and what God did in their lives after she came home is a story that we want to share with you today. And the reason we're sharing it with you is because recently Dennis went home to be with the Lord suddenly, and it was an unexpected death, and so his family is definitely grieving his loss today. But we just wanted his story and his testimony and what God did in his family to carry on, and so we wanted to share it with you today. We just want to honor Dennis and all that he did with our ministry and what he did for standards and writing to the men uh, for uh, Standing Firm uh, devotional for many years. He had definitely a soft spot in his heart for men who were praying for restoration. He totally understood how they were feeling, and he would uh, actually even wrote a book uh, many, many years ago also about Standing Firm. This recording... It's Dennis sharing his testimony at one of our conferences. And so we wanted to share it with you today to honor him. And may you pray for his family as they are adjusting to the sudden death of Dennis. I'll tell you, I am humbled to be standing up here right now. Excuse me. Because I have been, I have been where you are. I know the pain that you guys are suffering. I know what it's like to have a spouse that you love act in ways that are breaking your heart right now. And like I said, I am humbled to be up here because I'm just a broken human being. I'm no different than any of you. I've experienced what you've went through. I've had to just get on my knees and pray to God that he would bring healing first in my heart and then my wife's heart. And I just hope and pray that there's something that I can say tonight that would bring hope to you in your situation. So I'd like to begin tonight with prayer. Heavenly Father, I ask that you give me words to encourage the downtrodden, refresh the weary, and strengthen the weak. Lord, we know that you are the God of reconciliation, forgiveness, and mercy. I pray that you will heal and restore marriages for the glory of your holy name. I ask this through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. From the 13th chapter of John, Jesus gives us a command. Love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. My wife, Therese, and I were married in 1979. It was June 8th. We had a great marriage. Uh, there was a lot of us that got married at the same time. 
In a, in a very short time, these other marriages were all experiencing difficulties, and they looked to my wife and I as having the model relationship. It's like, what are you guys? How, how do you do this? Because we're struggling, you know, and you guys seem to be so great in your marriage. How can that possibly be? About two years into our marriage, our first daughter was born, Emily, and it was just wonderful. You know, I had chosen in my life that I put family first. There was career choices that I had to make, promotions that I had to turn down that would involve a lot more work. But I said, no, my family comes before work. And I'm so happy that I made that choice because other friends of mine, they made the choice to follow their careers. And, you know, 20 years down the road, they came to me and they said, you know what, you made the right decision instead of following that career path that led to the breakup of their families. On uh, our daughter Emily's first birthday, I was at work and my wife and my daughter came in. They met me at work. They were bringing me flowers. It's like on my daughter's birthday, I'm getting flowers. Like I should be giving my wife flowers, you know, for blessing us with this wonderful child. And she had a card with those flowers. And I carried this with me uh, throughout my ordeal, through my divorce. And it said, Dennis, I am lucky to have you. If more husbands were like you, divorce would be obsolete. And this was uh, very precious to me, and I kept this with me throughout my stand for my marriage to give me hope that, you know what, what was going on in our relationship, it's not the person. It's Satan trying to destroy that which God sees as righteous and holy. So he said, I loved my wife and my family. They were everything to me. You know, everything was going great in our marriage. Uh, we had just finished a vacation um, as a family. We just had a wonderful time. And a few weeks before Christmas, my wife told me, she said, I want a divorce. And it just hit me like out of the blue. It's like, what in the world is this? You know, I, I, it, I had no idea that our relationship was in that kind of trouble. My world was falling apart. Um, I was just broken. I was just devastated that this was happening to me. It was like my worst nightmare. What could possibly else happen in my life than have my family fall apart that meant so much to me? Looking at our situation, and it took me many, many years to come to this understanding, my wife and I, we had uh, planted the seeds of dissension in our marriage by being unchaste during our courtship. We had opened the door of Satan to come into our lives, so he took this perfect marriage, and we didn't see it. Satan came in. And slowly and slowly, he will destroy that which is holy in the eyes of God. And we didn't see it. He just planted that seed of dissension. And by not being the man that I was called to be and protecting, you know, my wife's honor by dishonoring her through our sexual relations outside of marriage, she could never trust me. And I didn't know that. I had planted that seed of distrust in her heart. I didn't protect her like I should have been as being the man of the family. And the other thing that I didn't realize at the time, it only took years to realize this, that when, when you are married, God is part of that. He is part of that covenant. And he wants to pour out his grace on your marriage. And by having unrepented sin in our lives, you know, God has a pitcher of grace and he's trying to pour it into our lives. And I'm holding the cup and I got my hand over the top of that cup, blocking what he wanted to bless us with by having that unrepented sin. In desperation, I called out to God. I just fell on my knees. 
In my distress, I asked God to give me a second chance. I had lived my life. I didn't realize it at the time, but I lived my life my way. I wasn't living it his way. I didn't realize that God had a plan for my marriage. And also, Satan had a plan for my marriage. He wanted to destroy it. He hates marriage. He hates all of your marriages. He wants to destroy that. God holds marriage in such a high esteem, he uses that as an example of Christ's love for his church. He uses marriage. Marriage is an example in Ephesians 5, 25 through 31, that marriage represents Christ's love for his church, and it's unbreakable. And what can Satan, how can he attack families more and attack God by destroying families? Because that's where the faith is passed on, is through holy families and intact families. So that's why it's so important for you to stand for your marriage and for that healing. And God will honor that. You know, no matter what the circumstances look like, God will honor your willingness to stand for your marriage. I thirsted for God's wisdom in my situation. You know, I, I couldn't get any support from, from my family, from my friends, from even clergy. You know, I knew that God honored marriage until death separated. But I couldn't find anybody to support me in that. So I just poured over scripture. I just read scripture every day, and God spoke to me through that. He gave me encouragement and hope and strength that he would be fighting the battle for me, and I just needed to walk in obedience to what I had honored through my marriage vow, saying that I would love, honor, and respect my wife until death separates. I fell in love with scripture, and that's where I met Jesus. Up until that point, I had known Jesus, I knew about Jesus, but I didn't have a personal relationship with him. I was doing things, I thought at the time, I thought I was a pretty good Christian being obedient. When I look at it now, it's like, no, I had a life of sin. I was, I was honoring myself through sinful behavior. I didn't have that love for Christ. But once, once I fell in love with Jesus, everything changed. I wanted to be obedient to God out of love, not out of some sense of obligation or rules and regulations. You know, the commandments were a blessing to me then. I wanted to honor that so I could honor God. I wouldn't do anything to offend him. The scripture brought me peace and comfort and joy in that desert experience of divorce. And that's where I met Jesus, out in the desert. As he was sent out at the beginning of his ministry into the desert for 40 days, that's where I met him, was in my, quote, 40 days of divorce. It ended up being a little longer than 40 days, unfortunately. In that time of trying to find support, I came across Rejoice Marriage Ministries. And what a godsend that was, Bob and Charlene. I was kind of a odd duck at that time. There weren't men standing for marriages. And very quickly, they started to see that there were other men having problems similar to mine. Because men, they just get on with their lives. They find somebody new. That's what society tells you to do. Very quickly, they had told me, you know, we're getting all these emails from men. Could you help us out? So I started dealing with men, emailing, encouraging them. We kind of supported each other in our stand. Like I said, I'm very thankful to Bob and Charlene for the ministry that they did. It was just, it was a light and a darkness that I needed to encourage me to keep going. I learned that scripture is the key if you want to have a healed marriage, because God will speak through his word. It's his love letter to us, and there's so much in there, and he will speak to you through that if you only spend time with him and listen to him. Romans chapter 5, verse 8 says, but God demonstrates his love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us, and that was a turning point for me to realize that 
you know, Christ died for me personally. He suffered everything that he did on the cross to save me from my sins. And how could I not, out of love for him, respond by being obedient to what God was asking of me? In the beginning of my stand, I was focusing on my wife and trying to change her, and I'm sure you know how far that got me. Uh, it got me nowhere. So, you know, God was speaking to me through Scripture and saying, you know what? I think the problem's with you. You know, you, you're the one that needs to change. So I changed my focus and how I could be a better man and a husband to my wife. And, and God showed me. He showed me the things that I need to change in my life. Our God is a God of covenant. In Scripture, uh, where Abraham is getting the promise from God when God makes his covenant, God asks Abraham to take sacrifices and he splits the animals. And at that time, uh, God, like a fiery, uh, flaming fire pot, passes through those two pieces of the animal. And what God is saying in that is, may it be done to me as what was done to those animals. And God took, typically at that time, it was between two parties. Both parties would have to be um, honoring the covenant. But God said, no, Abraham, if you break the covenant, I am still going to honor that covenant. And let it be done to me as it's done to those animals. And what happens? He sends his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross because we were not obedient to the covenant that we made with God. So he sent his son to die for the forgiveness of our sins. He took that upon himself so that we could be made whole. I realized, too, that I was powerless to change my wife. I couldn't change her heart. There was nothing that I could do. You know, it had to happen in the spiritual realm. I had to learn how to trust and obey God. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your path straight. I was living a crooked life up to that point, and God straightened me out. He had to bring me to my knees and brought me the healing that I needed in my heart before he could bring healing to our relationship. Five years after our divorce, I had been standing for five years, I get a call from my wife, and she tells me that she's going to enter a another relationship she was going to get married very clearly God spoke to me at that moment he said this is the first step in bringing her home I felt a peace and a calm like I had never experienced before I just felt this warmth that God's love pouring over me that he was gonna heal my marriage you know people you think it's over when your covenant spouses enter into other relationships it's not over until God says it's over. I spent eight years in the desert of divorce, and God used that experience to prepare me for bringing my wife home. He had to change me. He had to make me into the man that he wanted me to be. In his perfect timing, he brought my wife home, to him first and then to me. And much work still needed to be done. Just because my wife came home, it didn't mean that everything was great and our relationship was where it was in the early years of our marriage. There was still a lot of emotional wounds, a lot of healing that had to take place. Two years after our marriage was restored, uh, my wife started experiencing shortness of breath of going up to the second level of our home. Now, this is an aerobics instructor. She was five foot four, 105 pounds, 
fit, had taught aerobics for 25 years, and she's having shortness of breath. So something's not right here. She went to the doctor, and what they found out with a lot of tests is that she had scar tissue on her heart and her lung from radiation therapy for cancer that she had as a teenager. And it was now causing her heart and her lungs to malfunction. On May 8th, 2000, she went into the hospital. The doctors said the best chance is to try to remove that scar tissue from around her heart and her lungs so that they would function properly. Well, the operation was unsuccessful. They went in there, they said it was like concrete, you know, it was breaking our instruments. We couldn't even cut through it. What was supposed to be a four-day hospital stay turned into four months. I spent every day with my wife. Work was really good about giving me time off so that I could spend time with her. She had a lot of ups and downs. We thought she would be getting out. She'd be going through physical and occupational therapy. We'd make a lot of strides and then she would regress. But I worked with her through all of that. On one particular day, she couldn't, you know, she's getting to the point where she couldn't take care of herself. After wiping her bottom and dressing her bed sores, Therese looked up at me with tears in her eyes, and she said, this is what love is. And that was the point where she came home emotionally, where that emotional healing took place. That's when our marriage was truly healed. On September 10, 2000, the cure for cancer 25 years earlier claimed, claimed her life. I am so thankful that God put a burden on my heart to stand for my wife, to pray for her. During those two years, we had a wonderful time. Our only daughter was married. We got to witness the birth of our first grandson together. And it was such a joy to be able to experience that. I always had this fear when we were separated of my daughter getting married and having the two families and the separation and all that anxiety involved in that. And God brought us together. He knew what the end of the story was. I didn't. But we were able to share that. He blessed us with that. That desert experience of divorce, God also was preparing me for this point in my life. I didn't know it at the time. I thought it was just my marriage. But he was also preparing me for that time where my wife would be taken home to him. He was gracious to me. He gave me the strength and the courage to endure both divorce and death. And I can tell you, having experienced both the divorce and the death of my spouse, divorce is by far the hardest. It's way harder than the death of a spouse. Knowing that person, you're not knowing where they are, what they're doing, you know, and Satan uses that to, to attack us and to try to discourage us in what we're doing. God saved me from the pit of despair, and he filled me with joy. In spite of everything that had happened, I was filled with joy at the passing of my wife. He had taken the broken pieces of our marriage, and he made a beautiful mosaic out of it. I stand before you now as testimony to the power of God in healing relationships. And I hope that you're encouraged from that. I can tell you, God heals marriages. Don't lose hope. God is in control of your situation, whether you see it or not. He is working behind the scenes in the spiritual realm. And don't give up. Keep praying for your spouses. I pray that God will do for you what he so graciously did for me. And I thank you for listening. And I pray for you every day for the healing of marriages. God has put a burden on my heart that 
the pain and suffering that I went through would not be in vain and that we'd use it for his glory. So thank you all and, and God bless. This man is very, very special to our ministry. And he's been very special to our family for many, many years. As Bob and him had the secret prayer partner thing going on. And when Bob got diagnosed, um, he had a heart attack in August and almost died at home. And God touched him and raised him up when they thought he was going to be gone in 2010. But then he got diagnosed suddenly with pancreatic cancer and instantly Rose and Dennis came down that very next day after he was diagnosed and he was so sick. We had a revival that whole weekend with Dennis and Rose and that's when you really know how close friends are. Whether you're away, far away, thousands of miles emailing back and forth for how many years and doing the devotionals for us. Just loving the men and praying and, and just having such a special relationship. But when they came and just ministered to Bob and I, Bob said afterwards, that was the most awesome weekend of his illness because we really loved the Lord. Did we yeah, not amen. during that time? So just know his heart is right with the Lord that he was sensitive enough that Bob needed a friend and a, somebody there and our family was there. But Dennis is very, very special to us. And he then came down for Bob's funeral and has been with us and our family and kids and we have phone calls and all. But he is, he writes to me, pray for this. And I write to him and pray for that. And uh, Rose has been adopted into our family, and so we just love their family and everything. But you know, sometimes when the Holy Spirit says, when you hear some bad news, it doesn't have to be a divorce. It can be just illness. Ask the Lord, what are you supposed to do? Because we radiate Jesus, and they radiate Jesus. And Bob loved him for that, and uh, we love you. Well, we love Thank you. you. Thank you so much for doing God it. Bless God bless. Wow, I hope that Dennis's testimony gave you such encouragement today. I love when he said, God heals marriages. Don't lose hope. God is in control of your situation, whether you see it or not. And we have seen that lived out in Dennis's life for all of these years. We've been able to see his life come full circle, first standing for marriage restoration and then seeing his wife come home. And even though the Lord took her home sooner than he wanted, Dennis was never bitter. He trusted God with his future. And years later, God brought Rose, a beautiful widow, into his life. They eventually married, and she continued to love and support his ministry to those standing for marriage restoration. While the blessings weren't done in their life, they went on to start a marriage ministry in their area together where they can help couples preparing for marriage and help churches with marriage programs. It all started because one man drew a line in the sand and prayed for his prodigal. I hope that you will do what Dennis suggests and not lose hope. I hope you're inspired today. You have no idea what the Lord has in store for your family, so don't give up.
If you are like me, you probably like to have as many things in your life automated as possible. Nowadays, we can automate so many things from telling our vacuum when to clean the house while we're at work to automating the oven to turn on to cook our dinner. Well, one of the things that people have enjoyed is our family challenge. It is an automated donation that you can make every month to Rejoice Marriage Ministries without ever having to think about it. When you sign up for the family challenge, you can pick your predetermined donation amount and on the first or 15th day of each month, depending on the date that you choose, until you tell us to stop, you will make a monthly contribution to Rejoice Marriage Ministries without ever having to think about it. You can visit www.rejoiceministries.org and click on donate to find out more about the monthly family challenge. If we can help you in any way, we invite you to visit the website of Rejoice Marriage Ministries at www.rejoiceministries.org. Thanks for joining us today as we proclaim that God heals hurting marriages.